You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Friday, December 15th, just a couple of days away from the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Patriots. Looking to get back in the win column in week 15. Uh, let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. If you're watching us on our live stream, you can, as always, submit some questions, leave some observations in the comment section. We'll try to get to them before we get out of here uh, this morning. Uh, Sweeney, uh, I hope you started your Las Vegas Raiders mm. in your fantasy playoff matchups as they're coming off of just an absolute drubbing, a 63-21 to 21 win over Easton Stick in the Los yeah. Angeles Chargers on Thursday night. There's no way to describe, to describe that game other than cartoonish, right? Like it almost was like one of those games that would be on The Simpsons where you like look up and it's like 1,000 to zero. Um, and it was never a game. And it's it's it's... It's relevant to Kansas City because I, I think, you know, if there was any question of like, would Brandon Staley get one more shot at this? Like, and I, you know, I think at that point um, going into the game last night, it was like very low, like 10 percent. Like, you know, maybe if uh, they show something here at the end with the backup quarterback. But uh, if there was any question of, of Staley's job, uh, it's it's over. I mean, uh, he there I, I tweeted out last night. It'll be uh, Andy Reid, Sean Payton, I think. I think Vegas will keep Antonio Pierce now. Uh, it seems like they've really rallied around him. And so who's that fourth head coach? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it somebody else? Uh, I think, you know, um, if you went to like the coaching lists since 2013 in the AFC West, uh, Andy Reid would just be Andy Reid, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. And then every other team now is, has like three and four and five and six coaches. And it's because of the Chiefs uh, and their consistent success. And, you know, you you wonder who is next uh, for, for the Chargers. They will definitely be moving on from their head coach, in my opinion. I tend to agree with you. I think Antonio Pierce has done enough uh, that he probably deserves another chance. You know, here. <laughs> And and the thing about Pierce is too, and this is what helps Pierce is like they just messed up like a few years ago by going yeah. away from the guy that got him to the playoffs and the interim coach, and then got Gruden, was fine at first, but obviously ended up being a a mess with that whole scandal and and everything. But uh, yeah, I so you think you agree with me? You think Pierce is is here to stay? Yeah, and uh, Josh McDaniels obviously uh, just a disaster hire for the Las Vegas Raiders. It seems like Antonio Pierce has his uh, head on his shoulders and it seems like they are that that defense is playing really well. I think they've been more impressive than people probably realize. And last night was absolutely insane. Like they were up good. 42 to nothing before. Half good, time. good pickup by you. It was early. It's early in the morning. It went, it went Gruden, Basaccia, then McDaniel, right? That, but still uh, they should have stuck with the guy that got him to the postseason in a really bad situation. And I, 
I think there's just been a different feel with Pierce with the Raiders. So, you know, if Davis, M- Mr. Davis uh, isn't dumb, I-, I think they should lean into what's working right now. Anyway, uh, back to this uh, Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots game. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into all of that stuff. We've got the injury updates from Thursday ahead of this week 15 matchup. I have to imagine that Chargers head coach Brandon Staley is fired before the end of the day today. Before Do you think today? Before, yeah, uh, EOD, end of day, I, I think he is fired as the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. That was brutal last night. Just uh, reporters just asking him, like, do you think you deserve to be the head coach still? And like, what is he supposed to say? No, not after yeah, that at a certain performance. Point, at a certain point, you feel bad for the guy. Uh, I mean, I think he's a, a good defensive mind, right? Like he'll be in the league somewhere. Just he won't be a head coach anytime soon i don't know man that performance against the raiders i feel like that's the thing that relegates you to uh division two defensive coordinator for a couple of years anybody <laughs> can use uh anybody can can use a, a year off steve um yeah. and then you know you're a, a hot name again the next year so maybe you take 2024 off if you're him and then come back as a as a d coordinator yeah. So good news for the Kansas City Chiefs. The uh, the bottom of the AFC West is still <laughs> just uh, yeah. uh, absolutely awful. Is they look to get back in the win column on on a two game losing streak. We've talked about it plenty this week. Uh, losers of four of their last six. Uh, the Broncos all of a sudden right on their heels in the division, and the Chiefs are num- the three seed in the AFC playoff picture. So. They travel to New England week 15, and we'll get into the injury report uh, again. But uh, Pete, I think we talked about this a little bit last night on Show and BK. That's available for you now on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. I highly encourage you to go check that out. I think we had a, a very good therapy session in a lot of ways <laughs> last night on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but th- this was something that we talked about on the show, and I- I'm curious just to get your opinion uh, about it because a lot has been made about the Chiefs schedule the rest of the way. And obviously it's very favorable for this team to win out. And, you know, depending on what happens with the Dolphins and the Ravens who have much tougher schedules the rest of the way than the Kansas City Chiefs do, like maybe number one seeds still in play. Obviously they need a lot of help there. But is there anything over these final four games? And we know the Patriots struggles and it seems like Bill Belichick is probably done there. Just ending one of the greatest uh, coaching reigns in NFL history this season. But is there anything you feel like you can learn about this Kansas City Chiefs team over the final month of the season before we get to the playoffs that is going to make you more confident that they can get it done uh, against playoff caliber competition? I think if if they go into all four games and in you know you get the beginning of the game it's the NFL sometimes it can be up and down but like by the end or, or middle of the third quarter each game should be in hand like there shouldn't be this fear that you're going to be upset by the opposing team and I I actually think that that will happen should the Chiefs stop making these offensive mistakes and uh what an annoying year it's been because we say it every week say it every single week if the Chiefs just stop making mistakes if they stop turning the football over and taking penalties and having the drops then they can be this well like at a certain point when it's week 15 you're this if you don't correct those mistakes and so I just think a clean stretch here where the games are in control you don't have to win every single one of these games it's the NFL I know there's backup quarterbacks but you don't have to win every single game by two touchdowns but just 
a feeling of, look, we're the better team. We know it. We're playing like it. And then, you know, you get on the other side of that. Hopefully you're you're 4-0 and and you're entering the playoffs with some steam and, and some more confidence here. Yeah, I, I just don't. It, it's so favorable for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it, it worked out that way. Like, I think at the beginning of the year, we would have looked at this late season schedule and thought like there's some moments for slip ups in there. Yeah. And, and the way this season has gone, it, it's been brutal across the NFL with these quarterback injuries and all of these superstar players just being injured this season. But I, I don't know that there's that much we can learn uh, about this team from these games. Obviously Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals are playing really well right now. And Jake Browning has been really impressive. So maybe that game, has a little bit more to it than we realized when uh, Joe Burrow went down for the season. But I think for me to take anything away from this and say, like, I feel better about them going into the playoffs and moving forward after the way the season has gone. And we're so late into the regular season. Like, I kind of think they would have to go on a run where it's just like complete and total domination, like kind of like the Dallas Cowboys have been on recently where, Dak Prescott has firmly put himself atop the MVP conversation because he is just out here absolutely decimating defenses on a weekly basis. And the Cowboys have put themselves in a situation where they, they've got a strong chance to win the division possibly now and, you know, maybe compete for that one seed if if the 49ers can slip up like the Cowboys have really put themselves in a great position. And I do think Dak Prescott is the MVP at this point in the season. But I, I kind of feel like the Chiefs would have to do something like that for me to really believe it because we d- the knock on Dallas for so long this season was they can't beat good teams, but they absolutely mm. destroy bad teams. And I want to see the Chiefs go on that kind of run. Like I want to see them absolutely destroy these teams with no mercy like we saw the Raiders do to the Chargers last night. Like I want to see those kinds of performances from the Kansas City Chiefs well, over the last week of the season. I don't know if we're going to get that. You know, I, I appreciate what you're saying and like, I don't disagree. I think if you're a Chiefs fan, like that would be great. But even in this historical run that the Chiefs have gone on, like, have they really ever completely dominated teams? It's always close. Like, it's always, oh man, Kansas City's down. And, or, you know, is this it? And like, they would come back and win by three or, you know, like, or, you know, they win by a touchdown um, in, the, in the world of Vegas. Uh, and the casinos and the tall buildings, they never cover, right? Like this has never been Kansas City's MO to be that 49ers, Cowboys type of team where they just crush teams. And so, um, Steve, I mean, listen, uh, if you've been good, maybe Santa will deliver. I'll take <laughs> I'll take four wins <laughs> any way that they can get them. I, I you know, I just feel like if if they can do that, um, they'll still feel pretty good about themselves. Like I think it's more of the details offensively, like clean offensive football. You know, I know that you want domination. You know, if you can win, win the games um, and and again, stop doing these things to yourself that uh, ruins your offensive rhythm and allows you or or doesn't allow you to score, you know, in the realm of of 30 points. You know, I think you're feeling pretty good at the end of this four game stretch. Yeah, I I think. Because I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to go on this run where they absolutely dominate these teams. But I think I will be very happy if the offense just doesn't turn the football over these final yeah. four games. Like, I, I think yeah, that's if you the can, most important thing. Here. If you can, let, let's, I mean, put a number on it. Like, if you can get through the four games and maybe have two turnovers, and and it, and then it seems like that's like a lot to ask. But I, I think you're feeling great. 
I think you're feeling great about the the playoffs and, and what's to come. I think if they go on this four game winning streak and have zero turnovers, like that's cause for celebration. That, I don't think great. that's going to happen, but no. I, I, I I'll think, give them two. I'll yeah. give them two strikes, three strikes. You're out. And I, I think that would be my, my biggest takeaway for this would be like, okay, they're playoff ready. At least they're not, they're not shooting themselves in the foot week after week. And also it would be really nice if the defense could force a few turnovers here, because yeah. that's been kind of the one thing about this defense this season, while they've been impressive and they've been the reason that you're winning a lot of these games all year long, they don't force a ton of turnovers. And, and that that's really one thing that kind of sets them apart from some of these other defenses, like uh, the, the Ravens or, or the Browns and like these teams that are kind of helping carry their, their teams into the playoffs. Like, those teams force a lot of turnovers well, and, yeah, and they you, wreak havoc. You meant you mentioned the uh the 49ers and the Cowboys. They're 11 and 10 respectively uh in the turnover differential. The Chiefs uh are minus 7. So that is a 17 and 18 turnover difference. So what would their record be if they you could get 10 of those back, right? Like either the Chiefs getting the turnover or not turning it over. Um you know, it wouldn't, it would be better than eight and five. And so, you know, I, I think that's what gives fans hope at this point, like with, with this particular chiefs team, it's like, man, if you just clean it up, um, I think you're right there, especially in the AFC, you're not in a, you're not in the conference with these two teams and they, they, they'll probably knock each other out. Right. So, um, we'll just get it, get right in this last month and you never know what can happen in the playoffs. It's it's tough to have a positive turnover differential when you only got two games on the entire season where you haven't turned the football over as an offense. That that is not what you want for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I I think really headed into New England this week. That's all I want to see is no turnovers. And and can the defense create some turnovers? Because I think you absolutely can uh, against Bailey Zappi and this New England Patriots team. But uh, we we mentioned it earlier earlier in the week. The Chiefs have had a lot of injuries this week. The injury report is long, but it seems like they've got some guys that that are going to be up that uh, Chiefs fans should be excited about. Drew Tranquil seems like he is. Easily going to clear the concussion protocol this week and hopefully be back in the mix. Uh, Nick Bolton has been limited all week dealing with an abdomen injury after coming back from that wrist injury. So you don't want to see that. He's going to be somebody to really pay attention to on Friday. Obviously, they'll have Tranquil back, but I think Chiefs fans would really like to see this defense uh, get, get going with both of those players available because it's been a long time since they've had both those guys on the field together and and I think that we saw last week and the week before the teams have kind of found ways to exploit that linebacker room a little bit, especially with well, the injuries that they have right now. Yeah, you think about the the linebacker room, and I, I know that Drew Tranquil's back in the mix. I expect uh, them to be at, at, at full strength. Uh, there was a, a little bit of a scare with Leo Chanel earlier in the week, but he's back to, to practice. He was sick. So um, – you're looking at the full linebacker core, and I looked this up, Steve. The last time the Chiefs had a full-strength linebacker room was October 22nd um, of this year because last week Bolton came back, but, but Tranquil you know, wasn't there. Like So a full game with all these guys, October 22nd. So this is a boost. I mean, you know, I know there, um, of course, had to be a Twitter argument or a next argument about Tranquil or Bolton. No, the Chiefs are good when they're, you know both of them are available because yeah, uh, we know that Spagnuolo likes to rotate it at every position. And the fact that you know you have these two guys that can be interchangeable to an extent, 
and be on the field at the same time, I, you know, I think is a very good thing for KC. And so uh, we'll see what reestablishing that second level can do for the defense. I know the, the number one thing that they're looking at this, this week is to maintain the run. Cause we know that like new England is going to be ground and pound and then just faster starts. Uh, the chiefs have not started out fast defensively this past couple of weeks since it's put the offense in a, in a little bit of a hole. And um, I know, you know, you know, we keep going back to it, but when you're dealing with an offense who still is kind of seeking its identity in week 15, you can't really afford the slow starts, even as good as the, the defense has been. And so they'll be looking to um, write that uh, area of, of weakness um, heading into this game in New England. Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs defense is better when they have a rotation of Nick Bolton and Drew Tranquil when they can deploy both of those guys. Um, uh, not totally sure why Nick Bolton seems to get more criticism than uh, a linebacker like Willie Gay, who can be inconsistent at times himself, even though it, it seems like Willie Gay's yeah. ceiling is really high when he is playing well, but then when he's playing bad, he, he tends to play pretty bad. So. Uh, so obviously chiefs defense is going to be better if they have tranquil and Bolton, uh, but Bol- Bolton's Friday, uh, practice status is something to really monitor I, here as we, yeah, they, they have the wrist still on the injury report and they added it in abdomen. So they just been taking it easy on him. I, I think he's going to be fine to play. I, I'd imagine they're going to try to work him into a full practice today. He's been limited two days in a row, just easing him in this week, but, uh, I don't, I don't think this is the type of situation where Bolton is suddenly going to miss a game. I think he he's just kind of working through it at this point. But uh, some players that do seem like there's a chance they could miss this week, and they're all important players. Donovan Smith dealing with a neck injury is not practiced all week. It seems like no. rookie Wanya Morris is going to be up for another start. Um, so that's something to watch on Sunday. He was impressive for the most part in his first career start so that's something for chiefs fans to pay attention to in sunday's game also it does not seem like isaiah pacheco is going to be available in this game has not practiced all week um you know he hasn't been put on ir or anything so it seems like the chiefs are hopeful he can return here before the end of the regular season but it is something that i'm starting to get a little bit worried about and then uh, another thing that has kind of flown under the radar this week safety mike edwards did not practice Wednesday or Thursday with an illness. You hope he's available because Brian Cook is on IR. And right. if he's not available for some reason, if he can't get over this illness that he's been dealing with this week and play on on Sunday, Chiefs could be shorthanded in that safety room. Right. So that that's something to definitely pay attention to ahead of this game. Well, the benefit is that uh, Shamari Connor is starting to turn it on. So, you know, and, and I think Mike Edwards is going to be like, it's rare where an illness keeps a guy out of a game. Um, you know, we don't get the details necessarily on what that illness is, but I, I'll look for Mike Edwards to be back at practice today. If he's not, Shamari Connor uh, has been playing well. They're really high on on Connor, and, and for good reason. We know about that interception that he made last week. That was borderline, like an insane play. It's you know, it's a shame that the game turned out the way it did because I I think we would have been talking more about that. But we'll see. Um, you know, I expect Edwards to be there today. You know, we'll we'll have that report at Arrowhead Pride. Of course, I'll I'll be out there. Um, usually, the what do we when do we go? Eleven forty five. Um, on my X account, PG Sween. Um, the two points about the injuries you were talking about, though. Uh, Donovan Smith. You know, I, yeah, I don't anticipate him to play. What's what'll be most interesting about that particular injury is when he is healthy. Um, will Wanye Morris do enough to just keep the job? I think that's not out of the cards, and so that's. 
the most interesting thing there. Um, I think there is, uh, you know, you, like I said, like you never want to have uh, injuries or anything like that. There is a silver lining to the injury for the Chiefs in the long term because they get to really see if if Wanya Morris can be this guy for next year. And uh, that allows you to plan in the offseason and save a little bit of money um, by not having to invest necessarily in, into a, a tackle. If if you got a, a good one on, on a rookie deal, you know, the Smith is, is only here for the year. And then with I, Isaiah Pacheco, um, I've said this uh, all week that, you know, the team will never take this stance publicly and all that. But they don't need Isaiah Pacheco to win the next four games. They just don't. Um, they need Isaiah Pacheco to win in the playoffs. And so. Anything right now where you can get them in a position to be ready for the playoffs, I think they do. I think you made a good point about injured reserve. So um, they think it's three weeks or less or, or else, you, you know, you, usually you put the player uh, on IR so you can get another roster spot. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens with um, Pacheco. I don't anticipate him to play this week. And because, uh, you know, we were doing some of these this uh, practice squad math yesterday, Steve, I, I don't think LaMichael P. Ryan has any elevations left so i think you get one more week of prince and i I believe if pacheco was still um out of the mix then they would have to make a roster move because i believe that both of those running backs in the practice squad squad would be out of elevations at that point um needless to say those are emergency players like it's going to be the edwards elair and mckinnon show once again this weekend we believe so and it's also worth mentioning this week that the New England Patriots have one of the better run defenses in the NFL. And that's something that's been consistent with their defense all year long. So yeah. uh, you you can beat them in the passing game more than you can on the ground. So I, I would expect a Perfect. heavy dose of that. Perfect for Kansas City. Their passing game is so soft. Yeah. No. So uh, I, I would the, expect England actually has a, 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 a you know, as, as we're kind of making fun of like the, ne- the next four games in the schedule when New England actually has a defense. So. Yeah. Um, you know, the scenario in which New England makes this interesting is that Mike Vrabel and Belich, you know, I guess Belichick was the father of this, but like mucking up the game um, and just, you know, making it, it, let's be alive in the fourth quarter. Let's be within four points in the fourth quarter and see what happens. Like that would ha- be how they do it. And like you just, you know, it's that Chiefs offense that you've seen at times this year that just stalls and stalls and stalls and stalls. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh oh. Um, here we are again. Um, but but hopefully the offense gets off to a, a hot start for Kansas City. Uh, you know, I think that they would be really boosted both you know, obviously in the game, but sort of at the beginning of this hall here where you're trying to get four wins to put yourself in the best best position to, to work your way back into the top seat of the AFC. Yeah, it's still a Bill Belichick defense that can give you some problems, but offensively for the Patriots. They've got a lot of injuries that they've been dealing with all season long. Uh, Offensive lineman Trent Brown dealing with an ankle and a hand injury. He was a limited participant on Wednesday, then did not practice on Thursday. So that's something to monitor. Uh, Running back Ramondre Stevenson, I'm assuming, is not going to be available this week. He's dealing with a serious ankle injury that he suffered a couple of weeks back. But also... The Patriots wide receiver core, which was already one of the worst in the NFL this season, has been dealing with tons of injuries, and they've got a ton of limited participants in practice all, all this week. Uh, rookie Keyshawn Boutte uh, was a limited participant in practice to Mario Douglas, who has shown some stuff this season. Also limited participant, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Matthew Slater, Tyquan Thornton, like... Their entire wide receiver core basically uh, has been limited all week in practice. A lot of those guys have missed games here in the past couple of weeks. So I would imagine not all those guys are going to be available in this game. So this is an opportunity for the Chiefs defense that has had a couple of slow starts recently to, uh, I think, really just 
kind of close the door on this thing early in the game and, and assert their dominance and say, okay, we're back. We're, we're getting healthier and, and we're over this kind of slump that we had for a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Uh, the, the receivers that you mentioned um, of them, Boutte, Douglas and Parker were all inactive last week. So those, those were the ones I, you know, I think by the time this final injury report comes out, you're going to get a slew of questionables on the Patriots side. So you're not really going to know if these guys are playing. Um, I know from like a fantasy football perspective, Doug Demario Douglas has been like the breakout player. And so like, he's been the most productive guy and, and probably is the one to watch. And, you know, when you're in the concussion protocol, um, a little mysterious as to whether or not he's going to get out of it. So, you know, we'll see what his status is today. There's obviously the, the juju storyline and, it's it's interesting like i think if a player comes to your team for one year you know i don't is it really like this ultimate motivation game like i i don't necessarily feel as strongly as i do like with juju playing the chiefs as i did tyreek um you know he's just he's as i know he won a championship in kansas city but he's a stealer like to me he's a stealer right like it matters more to me when he plays also coming off his best game of the season he had he had four receptions for 90 yards against the steelers last week well, that that has been my point about like the wide receiver room too. Like, not to go off on a, a separate tangent here, but the the room is the same as last year, uh, essentially. I mean, you you swapped out Smith Schuster and you know you added in Rice, and I know that Smith Schuster had a good game last week, but it really hasn't been. No, it's been a, awful. A, a great season for him, and so like I, I he's, know we get like he's caught up in all that. For, like what Sky Moore is this season. But you you see these play. tweets and these posts about like how you know bad Brett Veach did and the personnel like it's the same room as last year you know what i mean so like uh you know i think you know at a certain to an a certain extent they they deserve the benefit of the doubt it, it it has not gone the plan like right like um mbs has clearly taken a step back sky Moore has not been um as good as maybe we thought he would be in in year two uh but it, it's not it's not that different than last year when they won a championship with that room and so like i don't know um you hope that i i still think that there's enough like I've said it before, you know, I think this team's good enough to to win a title and and certainly the AFC. You know, I, if you get to the Super Bowl, we'll see about that matchup. But like um you, you know, I I just don't I, I don't think the room for error is as is as um wide as it maybe has been in the past, but um you know, you see Juju uh this week and we'll see if those receivers uh, are out of the mix uh and if they are, then you know, you you're going to see a lot of juju and um, the chiefs certainly know how to defend him with him having been on the team last year. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something to monitor uh, on the Friday injury report ahead of this game on Sunday. We've also got Saturday football this week. So uh, a lot of NFL action headed into week 15 that you should be paying attention to. Uh, make sure you stay locked into arrowheadpride.com for everything you need to know ahead of this matchup. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Andy Reid later on this afternoon, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. And then we will have a fresh edition of Kingdom Keys previewing everything you need to know about this game dropping tomorrow morning. So be on the lookout for that. We will talk to you guys then.
Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premiere is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. The city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.